I think the best investment that you can make is probably in yourself, in your own businesses, your own learning. All your listeners are going to do awesome. And I bet they're great because if they're even listening to you, it shows that they want to work and improve. Welcome. This is your host, award-winning travel journalist and content creator, Jeff Jenkins. And you're now listening to Inspired 2022, the podcast where entrepreneurs, creatives, and the highly motivated go to be inspired. This includes Y-O-U. We have an amazing show for you today. So Genevieve, take it away. You got it, Jeff. Today, we're welcoming Nick Gray to Inspire 2022. Nick is the founder of Museum Hack, a renegade museum tour company. He grew it to over 50 employees in multi-millions in sales before selling the company in 2019. Nick has helped a variety of companies and organizations grow and get on track to meet their full potential. He's the ultimate networker and will be releasing his new book, The Two-Hour Cocktail Party, a step-by-step guide for hosting small parties that help you build big relationships later this year. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Gray in the building. Nick, I'm so glad that you're here today, y'all. Nick is one of my good friends here in Austin. And I was just telling him before uh, we even got started with the recording that he's just walking inspiration and he has a big smile, a wonderful personality, and you just get good energy every time you're around Nick. So Nick, welcome again. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to anybody who's listening. (laughs) I hope you get something valuable out of this interview with Jeff. I'm going to try to help you out and add value. (laughs) I love it. And that's, that's the main thing with this podcast that we want to continue to add value We want you to be inspired to do great things. And Nick's going to drop some gems for us today. So, Nick, you're always on the lookout for new friends. And you make it a point to share your life online in a transparent and authentic way. How did transparency and being genuine become a pillar of your brand? I am tired of these fake hoes out there, Jeff. (laughs) There's too many fake people out there. There are so many people online that are promoting themselves as such big deals. I think really genuine people can see through that. And you can see through all the fake people out there. And look, I don't always have the best days. I'm having a skin breakout. I'm balding. I got got problems just like anybody else. Um, A funny story, which this probably isn't even what you want to know. I'm I'm down, please. I love to hear it. I share a lot of stuff on my story. And one thing, I'm an older guy. I'm 40 years old. I am losing my hair. This is a normal thing. As men get older, we lose our hair. It's so funny, Jeff, because I share so much stuff. And that's one thing that whenever I share it, a thousand people want to comment and talk to me in my DMs about. But nobody wants to reply to it kind of publicly because they're too embarrassed. They're too embarrassed to talk about it. That shows like your transparency and how you putting it out there, how people can relate and it resonates with them. And I even learned that even just being a plus size man and actually talking about like my plus size travel adventures. Some people don't want to put it like, but they'll DM me. They'll let me know like their insecurities or anything that they're going through in that regards. And it's always been encouraging to me to see that because the more authentic we can be, the more people can resonate with it. And how do you actually leverage this authenticity to grow your network and further your career? The idea to like to grow my network, 
when I first moved to New York City, so I lived in New York for 13 years and I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't know how to make friends. And I remember I read online somewhere that if you would go up to people and if you would ask them and say, hey, what's up? Are you guys friendly? It's such a stupid thing to say. You're laughing at it now. But it kind of works, actually. It does. Right? It's like, yeah, I guess we're friendly. Or like, you have to be a real asshole to say, no, I'm not friendly. And how do I use it to like grow my network? I just like to, to meet people. And I think I always try to think, how can I give a lot of value before I try to like take anything from somebody? And so I'm thinking a lot about that. How can I give? How can I meet new people? How can I help them? before I even think about how can they help me or how I, how I can grow my network or something like that. No, I love that. What used to be one of your biggest weaknesses or obstacles you faced as a person or even in entrepreneurship? I remember when I was launching my business, I had this business called Museum Hack that did renegade museum tours. And it all started when this woman took me on a, a romantic date to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. And I built it up into a business, big business later on. But during the early days, I didn't charge enough money for it. I didn't really know the worth of my own services. Mm. And people really told me, you should charge more. You should charge more. And I resisted that for a long time. And I wish I would have raised my prices sooner. I think there's some irony in me saying like, I don't like fake people. And then on the other hand, I'm like, charge more. So... I don't know how to rectify that situation. How did you, in a sense, even with those situations, did you just do it? Like, did you just actually charge more? And he was like, well, here we go. I sort of did. I'll tell you what. I worked on my business, Museum Hack, for many years as a fun hobby project. And so I refined my craft. Every Friday, Saturday night, weekends, I devoted myself to spending time to trying to become the best tour guide in the whole world at this museum. And it wasn't until I really developed it and worked on it as a hobby, then I turned it into a business. For me, I, I felt better about charging more because I knew that I was good. I like I'd that. worked so long to become really good at what I did. That's a great gem right there. Like just knowing your worth and then also what you just said, like, wow. You have me over here thinking to myself, like, okay, I need to get on that. Like, I really do. Like, I know that I am with Chubby Diaries and everything that I'm doing business-wise, that I am consistently, daily, like, trying to get better and better and better. I'm, I've committed myself to getting better and better, but actually taking some time throughout the week to reflect on some things, I think that'll be really promising for me. Because once again, once I am charging prices, I can be like, hey, I put in a lot of work and I'm trying to make this experience one of the best experiences you ever had. So we were talking at the beginning about that sort of transparency. And I think that's that authenticity, what you just said, knowing that you put in the work, that you're good, that you're getting results, that your friends, you hear people who write to you, who know how much you've helped them with their travels and you're seeing that stuff. I think about my own journey of just being like transparent or genuine and how I am and my stories that I share online, right? On my gram. I grew up and my dad had fried chicken restaurants. Oh, wow. I always worked in a like, or lived in this like people pleasing sort of environment. 
because as a restaurant or some other businesses, you're sort of always in kind of the customer service mindset of helping people. And it's that idea of like giving value, I think is really big. I love that. I really do. Back in the day, did you think this is where you would be career-wise, life-wise? No, Jeff, I'm a 40-year-old balding single man. I did not think I would be here. What the hell? No, no, I'm in the dumpster. I'm in the back alley of life. (laughs) All I got is my Tesla. I got nothing else going for me. Please do not listen to this man, (laughs) y'all. Give me a wife. I'm done with this. I'm over. I'm out of here. I want a dog. I want a pet dog. That's all I want. Well, I mean, and I'm guessing you want all that now because you've you've done so much so far and you've helped multiple like organizations grow and like you've sold multiple businesses. What factors do you consider before deciding to work with or invest in businesses or projects? Okay. First, I want to be clear. I don't do any type of like angel or venture capital. For sure. Um, But I think that that's a sucker's game. Unless you got like five, 10, 20 million dollars to invest. You've got to be real careful because it's so easy to lose. I think the best investment that you can make is probably in yourself, in your own businesses, your own learning, or just buy so like index funds. Like buy the index fund. Don't try to be a stock picker. What do I think? What are the factors I think before I decide to work or invest? I think as I think about investing my time with new friends or my money into an investment, I look for I don't really like flashy people. I'm loud and I'm like sort of annoying now on the podcast. I think I would hate myself. If I met myself, I would be like, I want to hang out with that asshole. Um, So I like people that are like hard workers that like show up, that are humble, that are, that are like really there. I'm not looking for like fancy washes, flashy cars, things like that. I think that's one thing I love about Austin And even just being around y'all a lot of times, like y'all have a lot to boast and brag about our group of friends and stuff like that, that I get to be around. Y'all are some of the most humble people I know. I mean, y'all have y'all moments, but still like I'm always in awe about just y'all humility. You're still like this fun, big personality, but there's so much humility behind that personality. And I love that so much. Nice. I like that. As your listeners are thinking about this. You're mentioning about that friend group and that peer group. I do believe that you are, what's that quote? Like you're the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. Mm-hmm. And we can choose our friends, you know, and the people who we surround ourselves with inspire us and we become like they are. So think about who you hang out with and how much is that person adding to your life or are they taking your life? That's hard. That's some hard medicine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. This episode is brought to you by the Cardia Advisory Group. Is your organization or brand struggling with how to attract, develop, and support culturally diverse teams? Perhaps you are the owner, tenured executive, or rising leader who wants to ensure equity and inclusion but have no idea what to do or where to start. At Cardia, they specialize in helping organizations create inclusively diverse spaces where people thrive. Cardia Advisory Group is a Black-owned, woman-of-color-led firm that prioritizes institutional transformation and individual activation. 
Change is both possible and sustainable when industry leaders are willing, equipped, and committed to a new future. Book your consultation today at CardiaAustin.com. Cardia Advisory Group, engineering inclusively diverse cultures, one leader at a time. Going back to just uh, like the selling of a business, what is life after selling a business and how do you decide what to do next? When I sold my first business, which I wasn't involved for the last year of that business, I wasn't involved. I'd started my new company. But I'm going to tell this story because it was such so weird. Many businesses, you can do sort of two things when you sell a business. One is you sell your business and they want you to stay around for like two to five years afterwards to make Mm -hmm. sure that things go. The other way is sometimes happens is they want to buy the business and they want you out. You're Mm -hmm. out because they got a new plan. And that's how it was with the first business that I sold. They wanted us out. And so one day you go from having 70 employees and you're the boss and everybody's giving you love and attention to the next day, you don't even have keys to the office. You have like nothing to do. And that's, it's very weird. It's very weird. These are nice problems to have, right? Yes. (laughs) Bank account, but it's just very weird. And so I would say that it's not, yeah. So there's that. Um, What else is neat about it? I would say the freedom that you now have after you've sold a business is absolutely incredible. The freedom to set your schedule, to to choose how you spend and live your life and the financial freedom that kind of comes with that, that is a gift and that's a luxury. And a lot of people I know can struggle with that, right? It's like, what the hell do I do now? So For sure. Yeah. For sure. I like that. We're literally coming down to our uh, last two questions. And these are questions that we ask everyone uh, on the show. But before we get to those last two questions, my question for you is, what are you most proud of? Looking back on just uh, your career and everything life-wise, like what are you most proud of? I'm proud of that I started my museum business during a time when, you know, 10 years ago, museums frankly, were not as cool as they are now. They've come a long way. And I happened to be at the right time, at the right place to help work with a lot of people to make a lot of museums more cool. Mm. And I got to work with some amazing museum educators and tour guides and stand-up comedians. And we worked on things to help ever so slightly move the needle of what was acceptable to do and to think in a museum space. I think I'm most proud of of being involved with that group of people, not just in my company, but the whole museum world. And then I'm very thankful that in my first business, it was a family business that I got to work with my parents. It really brought us closer together. I wasn't very close with my parents when I was in college. And we really came together working through thick and thin. And so I'm thankful for that. I love that. I love that. And so our last two questions, questions that we ask everybody on the show, uh, our first question is, what are you inspired to do, be, have in 2022? I am inspired to live a little more like a crazy person. Mm. Jeff, you know me. I love wearing the color blue. I've yep. tried to hire these stylists and I'm like, look, you don't understand. I want to wear all blue. I want to dress like I'm in the circus. And they are like, you are crazy. I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, I want to do that. Um, I want to live a little more richly. I want to live a little more vibrantly. Mm. I want to have sort of interactions with people where I choose the difficult way to 
let's take a very simple example, but let's say that you got to see a movie with a friend and you have paid to go see that movie. And halfway through the movie, you're like, this movie kind of sucks. And there's two ways to go. You can either keep sitting through the movie or you can say to your friend, uh, hey, does this kind of suck? Let's just leave. Let's just bounce. Nobody leaves movies. I love to leave movies. If I'm not loving it, then I'm out of there. Mm. So I want to take that same attitude and approach to hanging out with friends. Hey, if this isn't fun, let's make it fun. How can we make this more cool? So that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about with living more, a little more fun and a little crazier. I like that. I like that answer. I don't think I've heard anybody answer anything remotely like that. That is definitely dope. I appreciate you on that one. And the last question, words of encouragement for our audience. Can you give us some? I'll say something that somebody told me recently. I don't know if it's encouragement. All your listeners are going to do awesome. And I bet they're great because if they're even listening to you, it shows that they want to work and improve. But I'm going to give them a tip that resonated with me. I recently went to my friend's, very good friend of mine, his father's funeral. It was sad. It was unfortunate, but it was a beautiful experience. And he said, I really wish that I would have recorded my father talking and just sort of interacting when he was healthy and of sound mind. I wish I would have saved, just set up the camera and just talk, have him tell stories. What was life like? Whether this is your family, your close friends, your extended people, having those memories is potentially something that I was inspired to do now with my family. Say, let's just do it. Let's just bank that and let's just hold those things. Because that's the important stuff. Doesn't cost you anything to do. Might be a little weird, but just do it. He really wished he would have had that. So I hope I can share that forward to find some goodness out of that sad situation. Wow. I love that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Gray, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything that you want to give a bring some attention to or a shout out? We will have like your links and everything in our show notes. Yes. Yes. I want to give a shout out. I hope that they'll append this video to my podcast or this part of it. I believe that anybody can become the center of your local community or neighborhood. And the way that I've learned to do that is by hosting these two-hour cocktail parties. I've written a book. It's a how-to guide, very step-by-step with specific examples and scripts that show you how to make new friends and build big relationships by hosting small gatherings. I think everybody wants somebody like Jeff, somebody like me, who brings their friends together. That idea, people that can bring together Well, the secret is that you can be that person. You can learn how to bring people together. All it takes is a simple two-hour party. Even if you don't drink alcohol, I don't. You can still do this. It's a lot of fun. So that's a book that I have. I think it'll come out in May. For any of your listeners, I'm happy to share it to them on email. Just shoot me an email. I'll send you the the PDF. You can send me an email at hello at nickgray.net. Or say, hey, on the Instagrams, I'm at Nick Gray News, N-E-W-S. I love to make new friends. So say, hey, a friend of Jeff's is a friend of mine. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much again. And we'll have this podcast probably coming out in May. So we'll make sure that people get to get that book. And so, yeah, appreciate you again, Nick. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Great to talk with you. For sure. For sure. You just listened to Inspire 2022 with Jeff Jenkins, presented by Chubby Diaries. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. Catch our next episode on Tuesday at 5 a.m. Stay inspired, my friends.